Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter, verses 31 to 35. Listen with me for the word of the Lord. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here ends our first reading, and our second reading comes from the book of Acts, the 11th chapter, verses 1 to 18. Listen again for the word of the Lord. Now as the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, why did you go to the uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. And as I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, by no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again into heaven. And at that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same spirit that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they had heard this, they were silenced. And they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I remember a few years ago, a young mother was telling me about a day she walked into the house and 
found her son frantically trying to unlock her iPad. And so he said, Mom, I've been trying this for hours and I can't get it open. I want to play my game. She said, so you want to know what my password is, huh? He said, yeah. <clears throat> you ready? She said, yeah. L-O-V-E. Love. How about that for a password, huh? I love that story. I love sharing that story because I think it speaks volumes about our lives. How much time do we devote every day trying to crack the code and get everything just right when the key to life itself, the key to following Jesus, is known with one central way of being, love. Jesus said in our gospel passage today that the world would know we belong to Jesus, that we belong to God if we love one another. And our passage in Acts instructs us further that we are known not only by the love we show for our family and friends, for people whose personalities and practices most match our own. No! Peter discovered something more that is recounted in his story today. He learned that God's love cleanses the human heart and opens our eyes to see the image of God present in all. And then he went on to remember the words of Jesus about baptism, that initiating rite of faith, in which Jesus contrasted his uh, baptism with the baptism of John the Baptist, who baptized with water, whereas Jesus baptized with water and the Holy Spirit, being made anew, as he shared with Nicodemus. When we remember our baptism, we turn from sin so that we might repent of all that separates us from God and from others. And we turn to God so that we might drown in the waters our sin, that we might die to sin and be risen anew to new life. This practice of cleansing Repenting and cleansing is in so many world religions. I remember uh, as a young Protestant arriving at a Jesuit Catholic school for college, and I was amazed at the way my Catholic roommates would make their plans for Saturday night. Go to Mass, get right with God, then go out on the town and party as hard as they could. Then pay the price by studying hard on Sunday, working hard on Monday, and then repeating the process again next Saturday. Sin, repent. Sin, repent. Sin, repent. Back in those years, I remember visiting Vienna in Austria with a buddy of mine after college. We traveled on the Mozart trail from Salzburg to Vienna. The very same Mozart who wrote such heavenly music as we'll hear today. Such very sacred music. Well, I learned in Vienna that that boy, Mozart, he knew how to party. That's what I know. And Psalm 130 says, Oh Lord, if you were to count our sins, who among us could stand from the weight of those sins? 
As Christians, we know that when we are baptized in Christ, there's something even more than just the practice of our work of repenting and turning, more than just water, something more profound for our lives than that constant work of proving ourselves, sin, repent, sin, repent. What is more is love. Peter remembered that Jesus baptized with water and a cleansing fire. It is that refiner's fire that remains constant on the gold God has put into our soul. Jesus is that constant companion who washes us in the love of his goodness. Day by day, that love claims us and changes us. Now, Back in those days of my youth visiting Vienna, the musical Amadeus was very popular. And that portrayal of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart showed a man who could never live up to his father's expectations. I, I think that that story offers powerful similarities between experience so many talented people in Lake County know, where we strive and strive to achieve the very best, always feeling we're never quite there. I wish the figure of Mozart, and I wish so many of all of us, could have experienced the father in Robert Redford's movie portraying Norman MacLean's book, A River Runs Through It. In that story, Norman's father made his sons write and rewrite and rewrite their homework again. And then he said, again, half as long. But once achieving their best, the classic scene in that movie has the father say, now, throw it away. And Redford pans the camera out to show the boys running free into the beauty of nature. Now, in the early church, according to our reading from Acts, the first disciples were demanding of those people, people who were drawn to the love of Christ, that all should adhere to one practice or another, observe all the Jewish rules. But finally, Peter heard God saying, what God has called clean, you must not call profane. It was as if God was saying, fine, now throw it away. We Christians do work, and we strive day after day, but God's love is moving within us, refining us, renewing us. The work we do is gratitude, not recrimination. I love the fact that our major work today is not a typical musical setting of the Roman Catholic Mass. Instead, it is a devotional study, a reflection upon the prayer book of the Bible, the Psalms. One movement in particular captured me, the very brief Laudate Dominum. It's a reflection on Psalm 116 and each of the Psalms references in your uh, in your bulletin in the very end of the story. 116 has a psalm that prays, For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And Mozart in that movement says, as you can read in the libretto today, God's loving kindness has been bestowed upon us. And that truth of the Lord 
endures forever. Now, I can tell you the password that God offers forever. And God never changes this password. At the end of every movement, you will hear the refrain, as it was in the beginning, now, is now, and shall be forevermore. Now, you know the password. You know what cleanses life. Of course you do. L. O. V. E. Love. This I deliver to you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.